In the beginning, the earth was empty. Darkness covered everything. But God was there, and he had a plan. Let there be light, he said. And suddenly, golden light shone all around. God called it day. He called the darkness night. And with the light and the darkness, the first day passed. On the second day, God said, let there be a great space. So the space was formed, deep and high. God called the space God made rivers and seas on the third day. He formed the mountains and deserts, the islands and beaches. He planted tall trees, swaying grasses, and flowers of every color. When the fourth day came, God put lights in the sky, the fiery sun for daytime, the sparkling moon and dancing stars for night. On the fifth day, God of all shapes and sizes. He made the birds to glide across the sky. God made animals on the sixth day, furry animals, scaly animals, smooth, sleek animals. And on that day, God made man. When he was finished, God saw that everything he made was very good. Some way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing then in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Father, I'm thirsty. And I'm tired. Well, this spring is a good place to drink and rest, too. Nothing like good, pure water to refresh. Unless it's this shade. This spring used to belong to Jirab. I think he still lives nearby. Maybe in that little hut over there. Oh, man. 
The last time I saw him, he was so crippled he could hardly walk. Well, after we rest a bit, let's see if we can find him. Perhaps there's something we can do for him. Father, may I play along the creek? <laughs> Hadn't you better rest? I'm not tired, Father. Honestly, I'm not. Well, all right now, but don't go very far away. I won't. Oh, for the vigor and energy of youth. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. You're not dead, are you? <laughs> no, not quite. We're going to Jerusalem. Lots of people are. It's a feast. Are you going? Uh, I'd hope to, but well, I'm afraid I, I wouldn't get very far by myself. Uh, for 38 years now, I've, I've had a disease that makes me a cripple. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> You're about the only one who is. Why? Well, the disease is a great deal my own fault. Result of my sins, and people look upon it as the judgment of God. I am sorry, sir. Is there no hope for you at all? Well, yes, one chance. If I could just be the first to get in the pool of Bethesda, I could be cured and well and happy again. First in the pool? That would make you well? Why? What pool? Well, at about this time each year... An angel stirs the waters of the pool of Bethesda. The first sick person in the water after that is cured. Why don't you be first? Well, for years I've tried, my boy. But I'm helpless and, and always others are first. <laughs> but I go on year after year hoping and praying that I will be first. Uh, now, my boy, I, I can't even get to the pool unless someone helps me there. And uh, I'll help you. I mean, we will. We have a donkey. You can ride on it. I'll run and ask Father. Good boy. <sighs> Father said it was all right. You can ride the donkey. We'll take you right to the pool. All right. Uh, fine. Thank you. Son, put his rug down and his blanket. There now. How's that? Fine, sir. Thank you very much. May I stay here with him, Father, and help him in the pool when the angel comes? Oh, no use to, my boy. The angel may stir the pool today or tomorrow or, or it may be a week. But thank you. Just the same, all of you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Friends. The sick man lay on his mat, occasionally lifting his head to look at the pool. He waited and waited. Still, the waters of the pool were not stirred. For days he waited. The angel won't come today. It's the Sabbath. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God, why must I suffer like this? Year after year I've tried and, and I have no strength left. Oh, oh. Wilt thou be made whole? Made whole? Cured? Sir, for 38 years I've hoped and prayed. Perhaps you... you oh, I grow weak, sir. I won't live another year. 
this is my last chance. And, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool while I'm trying myself to get in. Others trample on me. Rise. Take up thy bed and walk. Yes, sir. I'm standing. I can walk. Pick up my bed. Yes, sir. I did it. I'm well, sir, and I... Uh, uh, where is he? Well, he's, he's gone, and I, I did so want to thank him. Well, I will when I see him. Uh, now, what will I do now? I, oh, oh, I know. I know. I'll go to the temple and worship with the rest of Israel. Perhaps I will see him there. You! You, you there! Just a minute! Yes, sir? Well, why are you carrying your bed? Don't you know that it's unlawful to bear burdens on the Sabbath day? He told me to. Who told you? The man who cured me of a lifelong illness. He said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Uh, who was he? I don't know, sir. I wish I did. I want to thank him. Sir, these are my sin offerings. Also a thank offering for a great and wonderful mercy I have just received. God bless you, my man. Oh, thank you, merciful and great God. Thank you. Greetings. Greetings? Oh, you're the one. You cured me. Oh, thank you, sir. Thy faith made thee well. Faith? You, you talk like a priest, yet you aren't. Who are you? I am Jesus. Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Your grace, I found out who it was that cured me. It was Jesus. And so, fellow members of the Sanhedrin, it is our duty to persecute Jesus and slay him, if possible, for these things which he has done on the Sabbath day. Scribe, bring Jesus in. Man of Nazareth, thou hast heard thy accusers. What hast thou to say, if anything, in defense of thine evil Sabbath-breaking deeds? God's holy rest day was made for man, and acts of mercy are in perfect harmony with the keeping of the Sabbath day holy. My father ceased creation on the Sabbath and blessed it, so man is to leave the occupations of his daily life and devote the sacred hours of the Sabbath to healthful rest, to worship, and to holy deeds. Doing good on the Sabbath honors my father and the Sabbath. Continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Welcome to Live with Sam. I'm Sam, and I'm here with my mother talking about health. Mom, how's your radio project going? It's going great. I'm on the air right now with you. What do you want me to do? I'll ask you a question about health, then you answer it. Okay. 
But first, can I go brush my teeth? Mom, you just told a bunch of people listening on the radio that you want to brush your teeth. Well, brushing your teeth is good for your health. If you don't brush your teeth, you could get cavities or even gum disease. Gum disease causes inflammation in your mouth, and that could lead to heart disease. What do gums have to do with the heart? Well, my dentist told me that bacteria from inflamed gums can enter the bloodstream and cause your arteries to thicken and become clogged. Clogged arteries can keep blood from reaching your heart. So brushing is very important. I'll be right back. Mom, we're on the air right now. We can't wait. Exactly. No one should wait to brush their teeth. The dentist told me that as soon as I finish eating a meal, I should either rinse my mouth out with water or brush for about two minutes. How long is your radio program? Two minutes. Perfect. Wait, we're on the... <sighs> okay, my guest today just went to brush her teeth, so I'm thinking brushing your teeth is important for your heart. If you've just eaten a meal, go brush right now. You don't want to rot your teeth or have your heart stop. This is Sam with Live with Sam. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Philippians 4, 6. Malcolm's Mystery Train by Edgar A. Warren. Dad glanced at his watch for the tenth time in a half hour. If we don't get to Charing Cross on time, we'll miss the last train to Watford, he said, shaking his head. What will we do then, Malcolm asked. I guess we'll have to spend the night at Euston Station. They have a very comfortable waiting room. But Malcolm didn't want to spend the night in a train station. He wanted to sleep in his own bed, especially after a long day of fun at the beach. That morning, Malcolm and his mom and dad had traveled all the way from Watford, England, to the Kent coast to spend the day by the sea. Now they were on their way back home. The train they were on would take them to Charing Cross. Then they would have to walk two miles to the Euston station to catch the train to Watford. But something was wrong. Although they were traveling the longest straight stretch of track in the British Isles, the brakes on the train would go on every few minutes and the train would stop. Even when the train did get going, it traveled very slowly until it stopped again. Malcolm was so tired that he couldn't keep his eyes open any longer. Soon he fell asleep with Dad's arm around him. Will we make it, Dad? Malcolm asked as soon as he woke up. Again, Dad looked at his watch. We might, he replied. I'm praying that we'll catch the last train from Houston, Malcolm announced. What time does it leave? Midnight, son. According to the timetables, there's nothing after that on a Sunday night. Malcolm sighed, because just then the engineer applied the brakes again. At the rate they were going, it was obvious that they wouldn't make it on time. Just as they feared, they arrived very late at Charing Cross, so late, in fact, that the last Euston train had already left. But as cheerfully as possible, they walked along the deserted streets until they arrived at the Euston station and found the waiting room Dad had mentioned. "'Would you get me some water?' Mom asked Dad just before they settled down. "'I'm really thirsty.' Dad got up, took the cup, and walked to the drinking fountain near the platform where, a half hour earlier, they should have caught the last train to Watford. A big London policeman stood in front of the fountain. "'Excuse me, sir. I'd like a cup of water,' Dad said to him. Then, feeling that an explanation was called for, he continued, "'Not much fun when you arrive back from the seaside too late for the last Watford train.' "'No, but you have,' replied the policeman. "'What's that train standing there now?' Dad looked, and to his surprise he saw that a train was standing at the platform. But was it a train to Watford? He looked closely. Sure enough, it was. Dad ran back to the waiting room and called out excitedly, Come quickly, follow me. Soon Malcolm and his mom and dad were hurrying themselves into the train. At 12.40 a.m., they pulled out of the station and arrived at Watford 40 minutes later. The next day, Malcolm's dad looked up the timetable, but the story was still the same. Last train from Houston to Watford on Sunday night, 12 o'clock midnight. Still, Dad was not satisfied. The next time he was at the Houston station, he stopped by the office. When does the last train to Watford leave here on Sunday nights, he asked the ticket agent. 12 o'clock midnight. But surely there's another one? No, said the official. There's nothing at all after that. A special train in answer to a boy's prayer? Malcolm is quite sure of it. story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. 
If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.